Hey, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project. Just before I get you to our interview, I just wanted to point out that this was recorded on a live Facebook video. Now, the plus side of that is you get to ask questions and get answers from your favorite pageant queens. Unfortunately, the downside, being in Australia with our slightly dodgy internet, is that you may hear some audio crackling in the background, and I've actually contacted the people that do our software. There's nothing they can do about it. It's just because Australia is so far from everywhere, so I apologize for that slight loss in audio quality. Uh, but if you can put up with that, I do think the flip side is well worth it. So, without further ado, let's get you to our interview. Hey everyone, it's Adrian from the Pageant Project and I'm here with Miss Grand Australia, Kim Gundani. Kim, how are you aside from your tech issues? <laughs> I'm absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, technology is, uh, is a struggle sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> for some of us. To be honest, I haven't met a pageant girl yet who is an ace of technology. So maybe, maybe technology and pageantry don't go too well together. I, I, I think I'm confirmation that that's true, to be honest. <laughs> well, at least you made it. So um, what we're going to do is, Kim, can you just turn me down even a little bit more? I'm still getting a little bit sure. of an echo. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, what, we were, what I wanted to ask you is how the preparation is going. First off, when is the international competition and how long do you, uh, how does the preparation go? Ah, so um, I will be leaving on Thursday, the 4th of October to go to Myanmar. And I'm so excited. I am so, so excited. Um, it's getting so close. So everything is coming together. Uh, finally, there is a lot of prep. I have hmm. to say, didn't realize this, but there is quite a lot of prep. So it's just getting these uh, little bits and bobs in place and making sure that everything is done. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. So give us an idea as to what some of the preparation is, because when I interviewed Lauren, who's Miss Grand Wales, she told me that it's three weeks. I almost had a coronary on the spot. Uh, so, and the poor thing, she had to pack everything in one bag. So yeah. what preparation involved for you? I think for me, it was more um, going from the inside out in terms of finding out why I was doing what I was doing in terms of question and answers. I find when you speak from the heart and it's true to you, it's very simple to answer a lot of the questions. Um, falling, sort of um, getting involved with the whole um, Miss Grand International, Miss Grand Australia, how our advocacy and our platforms link together. Um, there's also the, you know, the beautifying side Side of it which has been a lot of fun I won't lie uh, the speaking learning to walk and it is a journey it is a journey it is a huge journey but it's an enjoyable journey I mean so you've, you've won the national title which mm -hmm. I think for many people is kind of where the dream is that that's a huge first step and I asked your predecessor Cass about this as well I asked her whether she was more nervous for nationals or sort of more nervous for international. So how are you feeling going into the international finals versus the national finals? I think I was a lot more nervous for national finals, mm -hmm. to be honest. 
um, being kind of being one of the first times I was on stage doing a pageant, but I feel more prepared this time and um, having sort of like a wonderful support network has been second to none. I had a great support network before in at nationals, but now obviously a lot more people have jumped on board and they've been really good. And it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So of course you do get those like slight butterflies, but at the same time, you know, you do realize it's a learning experience and uh, yeah, that's, you're not going to be good at everything. So it's about trying and keep going. That's uh, what I've learned. Well, let me ask you one I know a lot of people want to. What, what does it take in your mind to win a title? Because I've met a lot of pageant competitors and their dream is to take out a national title. The international sort of doesn't even come into their mind. So in your mind, what makes what made the difference this time and how did you manage to take out the title? I think what made the biggest difference is that I was clear on my mission and what I was trying to achieve. So um, winning the title was a massive bonus, I have to say, but um, having a plan on if I do win, what am I going to do with that title? If I don't win, what am I still going to do um, um, in the event that it doesn't happen for me? But I think having a clear vision, um, I think that my vision is to inspire other people being the first uh, black African women of African descent to win an Australian pageant title has been a big deal. And I think it's important to kind of stand up and be counted and live your dreams and not be so afraid of the outcome. So when you're clarity, clarity is key, I think. So when you went into to nationals, did you have a goal to win or was your goal mo- more based on giving your best? I feel as though that's a two-part answer. Um, Yes, my goal was to win, uh, but I was more interested in the progress that I would make, how um, I would develop during this journey. I wanted to learn more about myself and, you know, putting myself out there and being very visible um, and being proud of myself at the end of the journey. So to win was, was huge, huge for me. Didn't expect it. Um, but yes, no, it, it's amazing. <laughs> but you didn't expect it at all when, when you no. were sort of the last, down to the last two. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't um, think it was me. And then I heard my name being called out and it was like, oh my goodness, it's happened. And it was great. Well, Olivia Raphael yeah. has written your gorgeous congrats, babe. You'll do so Thank well. You. Thank you, Olivia. <laughs> And Olivia, I know, is is eager to re-enter a pageant. She's had a bit of a break. And I, I guess on that note, Kim, how how have you felt? So you're not a 17 or 18-year-old. I'm not mm. saying by any means you're old. There's a difference. I'm a little old. <laughs> well, there's a difference between a teenager and someone who's in their early 20s versus their mid-20s, right? I mean, you've already been through uni. You're already working. So how do you feel? So I guess you came to pageantry a little bit later than some of mm. your competitors brand, for example, like Chloe Madison Ryan, who came first runner up to you, she was only 17. How do you feel pageants changed you or shaped you or helped you grow? For me, um, like you mentioned, I was a little bit older getting into the whole pageant scene. And I 
think the reason why I decided to do it was because I realized that I don't have a lot of time to fulfill my dreams. And um, it was time for me to really step out and do what I wanted to do and inspire and be seen and inspire other people. Um, it does help, I feel, to have a little bit more of um, life experience because that's something that that's that that probably sets you apart. But at the same time, I dependent on the individual. So age is just a number, as they say, as cheesy as that sounds, but it uh, does come down to the person, why they're there. Do they actually love the platform? Do they love the advocacy? Do they understand what the job entails and what it, what it requires? So it's all, yeah, it's all based on the individual. Of course. And what drew you to Grand in the first place? Because I know it wasn't your first pageant. What was it in particular that drew you to the Miss Grand system? Right. So I have, uh, I've worked in child protection before and domestic violence is such a big thing, not only in the government system, but in Australia, you turn on the news and it's something that you hear. What it really attracted me to Miss Grand Australia was that uh, they were working with the, and still are working with the UN women to um, combat domestic violence. And I felt as though that was a massive pull for me to say, okay, I don't feel as though I'm doing enough in what I'm doing at the moment in terms of my job. So why not um, hopefully win and do something amazing with that platform? So that, that was a shining star. Uh, another thing in Australia is that it is a sisterhood, which is really nice. And you get a lot of support from people who have, um, you know, previously competed in the system or just people who want to um, help out. So it's, it's really good. It's a sisterhood, brotherhood type thing. <laughs> Give us an idea. You're heading over to Myanmar in, well, I guess it's two weeks. So have you had any interaction with your, um, with your sisterhood, with the national title holders from the other countries yet? Yes, yes. We are um, all on the same WhatsApp slash Instagram group, which is a lot of fun. And um, we, you find that we're the uh, Miss Grand, Miss Grand National winners are so friendly. We talk all the time, and yeah, it's really good. Sometimes you wake up and you have quite a few notifications because I live on the other side of the world, so it's very hard to catch up on what happened while I was asleep. But um, no, it's it's amazing. It is amazing, and we keep each other up to speed and trying to figure out who's going to be landing where and if we can meet up and things like that. So it's good. It's very good. And how many countries? Are you so far? Well, in total, how many, how many countries are competing at Miss Grand? They're still coming in. There's still more winners being announced. So it's not final yet. Uh, but we, I think last year it was around about 76 almost, if not more. So I think it's just under 80. So it's, it's going to be good. I'm just going to say 80 because we still have a little bit of time and winners are still being announced. So, yeah. I can't believe the winners are just <laughs> Mm, yeah, they're ready to go, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So heading into this international one, it's obviously a lot bigger on a bigger stage. So how have you been preparing yourself for this one, given that you already won the national title, you did so well? So what sort of preparation did you feel you still had to do or areas that you wanted to still improve on before hitting the international stage? Right. Um, I think a big area for me was sort of uh, learning how to walk. 
like a pageant queen, a national winner. So that was one of my biggest things that I felt that I needed to take away and do that and really focus on that and make sure that I got that a little bit right. Um, I I think it's just a journey and there are other things as well that I've been, I thought I was good at and I found out actually quite mediocre at that. So <laughs> we'll pick it up and, you know, do more and practice more in that field and in that area. And uh, yeah, it's, um, if, I, if I show you the spreadsheet, it's, it's quite big. So <laughs> what, what's, what's this spreadsheet? There's spreadsheets for wardrobes, spreadsheets for the things you need to do, spreadsheets for things you need to get, spreadsheets. <laughs> and being the tech genius that you are, I'm sure you're oh, on top of all of it. Oh, I've just discovered how to Dropbox properly, so. <laughs> God. Okay, so you mentioned walk. So, but, I mean, you had to walk at Miss Grand Australia. So what, what do you I mean did. by you really had to learn how to walk like a pageant queen? So. What have you learned? What's a fine distinction? Because obviously I have no idea what it's like to walk as a pageant queen. Okay. So it's, it's a little more in the hips there. Yes. There's a little bit more hip movement that has to happen there. And I found I was a little stiff when I watched my play back and I thought I can improve on that. I can do that. I can do that. I don't have a history in modeling or anything like that, but Hey, it's a learning experience for me. And um, I'm coming in with open arms and as an empty glass. So I think it's, it's the best way to enter anything if you're willing to learn something new. So what part of it are you looking forward to? Evening gown. Evening gown and meeting all my sisters. Definitely. Definitely. I love evening gown. <laughs> that sounds good. So it's a three-week competition. Can you give us an idea of what the agenda is for three weeks? Because I think Lauren said basically it just says activities. Have you have you gotten any clear on what you actually have to do each day, or is it still sort of you know six a.m. to eleven p.m. activities? On uh, there is um, a more nuanced, detailed version of the activities, uh, but we'll be traveling around Myanmar and flying to different regions too, and um, doing a bit of sightseeing and getting to know the people and the culture, which is something I'm completely looking forward to. That's at the top of my list. And uh, yeah, no, they're, they're very organized, very, very organized. So you know what you're doing each day and it, it, it looks like a lot of fun, I have to say. <laughs> and have you given any thought yet to what you're going to do afterwards? I guess win, take the crown or not, or have you not really had a chance to think that far ahead? Always, always. I think preparation is always something that you need to have. And I like to plan in different strides. So whether it happens or it doesn't, there is a, a lot of things that I'd love to do. Um, but I think at the top of it would be the Stop the War and Violence campaign, um, whether that's doing it internationally or in Australia. It's something that I'd love to keep going with, especially um, raising awareness about yeah. domestic violence. But not only that, finding out from my uh, fellow sisters what their advocacies are about and what affects their country and why they've picked their Stop the War and Violence campaign would be quite interesting as well. Sure. Uh, now, can I ask you, away from the pageant, because I know that you have a life outside of pageantry, <laughs> how would you describe sort of your daily life and who Kimberly Gandani is outside of the pageant arena? 
Okay. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, a really typical good day question. in the life of. Typical day in the life of. Okay. So I wake up pretty early. I would say try to wake up at 4.45, 5 in the morning, something like that. Um, I then take a little bit of time to meditate, do something that's away from technology, and then I go to the gym. Yeah, it's a very it's a very regimented life, I have to say. I have to go to the gym, uh, come back, get ready, um, go to university, and um, you know do more of my studies, which I'm doing my masters of law at the moment, which is really interesting. Um, come back. When pageant season is on, I'm doing some prep in the evening as well, finding things that I need to do, rehearsing. And uh, yeah, at some point we watch a bit of Netflix for an hour and I'm back at it again. That's a typical day in the life at the moment. Okay, two questions. Number, number one is what do you watch on Netflix? And number two, how would your closest friends describe you? All right. What do I watch on Netflix? I'm a science nerd. I will never lie about this. So I am watching Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Before I knew you were watching reruns of Deep Space Nine. Exactly. Um, I'm watching all of um, Deep Space Nine, Discovery, um, Stargate. I've gotten back onto that. Um, I'm a massive nerd. I love to bake, so I love watching Nailed It as well, when just in the background and watching people fail it or nail it. It's great. <laughs> um, how would my friends describe me? I think they would say I'm extremely ambitious. And that's a good thing for me anyway. And um, I think I'm extremely ambitious because I see something and I think of ways of getting to that point. And I'm a learner. I'm a learner. I think if they saw me for, if they, yeah, if they had to say that, they'd say she's a learner. She's not afraid to learn and not do it right and uh, progress over perfection. That's, that's one mantra I've kept going over and over again. And um relentless yeah relentless i think so and a giving spirit and a giving heart because i do love to reach out to my community and that's something that gives me a lot of joy and uh a baseline so that's nice can you give us an example of relentless nature okay it's cool i think i adopt it in everything that i do in terms of whether that's pageantry or that's university, it's I'm so involved. I'm either in or I'm not. And when I'm in, I give absolutely everything that I've got. And if that means that I have to study for a longer period of time or I have to keep walking for a longer period of time or I have to find people who know more than I do and um, connecting with people who are like, the best in their field and not being afraid to approach them. I think that's a relentless nature and not taking no for an answer in a very nice, polite way, but always knowing that, you know what, if one door closes, then there's a window. Try the window. <laughs> Kim, can you just turn me down again? I'm really loud sure. in my own ears and I don't want How's to that? hear me talking. <laughs> It's horrible for me. The last thing I need to hear is my voice. That's much better. Uh, now, Kim, I was going to ask you, can you see, do you know where you want to be? Because you mentioned that you're ambitious. So what mm. is for you, Is it? Are we, do you know where you're going to be in a year, 
five years, 10 years, are there big long-term goals or are you more the short-term, like short-term sort of person? So I'm a bit of both actually um, in terms of sort of right now, my, you know, my goal, my vision is Miss Grand International. I would, sure. I would be stoked if that was me um, and that would be an amazing thing because that way I would be able to um, really work with Miss Grand International in their advocacy and go to places affected by war and violence. So that's that's the cherry on the top. Like <laughs> that's definitely the best best thing that could happen. Um, in terms of my studies, I will definitely finish my masters and um, then pursue uh, going into um, the law industry, industry perhaps, and uh, studying family law a little bit more and becoming a barrister representing children and families. Um, that's something that I, I think that would be, that would make me very happy. Yeah. Right. That sounds like a plan. Uh, and Kim, for people yeah. who want to follow your journey, what are the, this will be testing your technological expertise. <laughs> what are the social media, the best social media platforms to get a hold of you on? Awesome. So it's Kimberly Gundani on Instagram, Kimberly Gundani on Facebook. I just like to keep my name. It's good. <laughs> And you've also got, I put under underneath your webcam, you, you're on at Miss Grand Australia as well on yes. Instagram. Perfection. That's right. I'll be there too. So lots and lots of accounts to follow you on. All right, Kim. So we have actually interviewed once before. And for those people who are watching, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. But do you remember your answers to all the 10 questions? Uh, no. I guess that's why it's going to be so interesting, isn't it? That's good. I mean, I like asking people the same question and seeing their answers change because that means, you know, life has actually moved on. So we're going <laughs> to end with the same 10 questions. I'm sure some will be the same and others will be different. I can't remember all of your answers, to be honest. Sounds but good. Let's see where they go. So question one is, mm -hmm. what is your favorite word? Oh, cake. <laughs> why because it's just delicious no seriously um my favorite word would have to be um it, it, it's not it's two words goal chaser yeah okay that, that yeah, makes sense. i'll give you two <laughs> cake i think <laughs> I get it. I get it. I can get an idea as to how your preparation is going. Your favorite word is cake. Okay. Uh, number. Two, well, what sort of cake? Uh, all kinds of cake. I don't discriminate. You're an equal opportunity. Black forest. Black forest. Black forest. Mm. Nice. Okay. Question mm. two. What is your least favorite word? Can't. Why? I get the feeling that's the same as before. I, I don't oh, I don't have to ask why. I know why, but you can explain uh, it to our viewers if you feel like it. Sure, sure. Um I think it's about mindset and knowing that you can achieve absolutely anything that you want to achieve. Mm. Uh perspective is everything. And if you tell yourself that you can't do something, you definitely won't do it and you won't be able to. So um changing 
the messages and the words that you say to yourself is really important and going out there and changing your own life and other people's lives and in positive ways important. So can't is not a word I like. You can. Yes, you can. Number three, what excites you or what turns you on? What excites me? Um, challenges. Challenges. Dreaming bigger than I ever thought I would dream. Teenage secondary school Kim would have never done this. Oh, no. You know, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought that this could be happening in my life. But it comes back down to dreaming and still having a heart of service and understanding why you're doing what you want to do. And um, yeah, that, 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 that keeps me ticking. Knowing that I'm not perfect, that everything isn't done yet and I'm growing, I'm molding and I can always change and I can always learn is the best thing that I think I've learned throughout my journey, being a learner, inhabiting the mindset of a learner and keep going with that. Mm. And what about what turns you on? Ooh. Ah, that's a, that's a good one. I think what turns me off is, I would say, just keeping um, your self-talk positive. Like if you stop doing that, then definitely you'll get in your own way. I think one of the best quotes that I've been, you know, reading and hearing throughout this journey is negativity affects performance. So be very careful what you say to yourself and what you let into your sphere. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. What about what sound or noise turns you, so what, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Oh, the fridge door. <laughs> I'm beginning to notice a pattern here, Kim. <laughs> oh, sound or noise? No. Um. Oh, sound or noise? Do I love? Yeah. No. It, it would have to. It would have to be. Um. Yeah. That 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 hot pop crackling type thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're all food-related sounds. Food-related sounds. I think. I think last time you said it was the sound of a coffee machine. I, yes, I think, coffee. Coffee like beans grinding. Of, yeah, the coffee, the grinding of the beans. How could I forget that? See, that was the morning, and this is the night. So uh, <laughs> we're getting both sides of Kim: the the morning Kim and the evening Kim. Both sides, exactly. But coffee beans grinding is a great one too. Mm, okay. Best. Well, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, the sound of noise that I hate. Um, I don't, ooh, hmm. I think anything that's just loud banging, slamming of doors type of sounds, that's, yeah, no. Just, just close them nicely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Oh, if I could have one superpower, I think I would be able to clone myself, clone myself, yeah, into four or five people so that we could uh, achieve all the goals and the dreams that we have, like I have. I say we now, you can hear that I already have clones. We are now a plural. I've been, uh, you've been addressing yourself as the royal we, so you've got this whole queen we. thing happening. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, that way I think you could have like multiple, multiple Kims 
doing more charity work and doing more service because I feel like that's something that I could be doing more of. It's just time constraints and being one person. And yeah, but instead of cloning myself, I have an incredible support team. So that works out too. That's an expensive thing. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And might I say they're actually better than five Kims, I'd say. (laughs) Well, I guess if you have five Kims, it multiplies the strengths, but it also multiplies the weaknesses. Oh, yes, yes. No, no, uh, I think I'll keep the team. I'll keep the team. <laughs> I think that's probably a fair question. Okay, if you could have, question eight, if you could try any occupation other than your own, what would you most like to attempt? If I could try any occupation, hmm. Huh, that's a good one. I think I would try and anything but my own. I'd love to learn how to fly. Yeah, I'd love to be a pilot or, yeah, something in the air. I always thought it was a fascinating career, but never courageous enough to try it. So, hey, you never know. We're going to be talking about my flying career next time. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay, well, what about what occupation other than your own would you definitely not like to attempt? I don't think there's any occupation that I wouldn't want to attempt. I think... Anyone who puts themselves out there to feed their family, to make sure that, you know, people, their people are provided for, I respect that. So I'm open to any career path and wherever life takes me at this point. So, yeah. How would you feel about looking at the Apple Genius Bar? I don't think they would like me very much. I don't think I'd last very long on account of not being very good with technology. So. <laughs> they I, might I, be I'd like, like to see it. Oh, um, I'd say uh, turn it on and off. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, that's all tech people say is if it doesn't work, turn it off, turn it on. Okay, so final question. If heaven exists, what would you mm-hmm. like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm, Great question. I think it would be you looked outside yourself. You weren't afraid to go out to reach people and to meaningfully meaningfully make a difference in their lives. Um, I think that would be the ultimate, uh, I guess, compliment to know that I didn't just stay in my comfort zone, wasn't afraid, Mm -hmm. that my hand was open to give but I also received things that were yeah just that self-satisfaction knowing that you've made a difference in someone's life just one person that that would that would make me happy yeah perfect well I'm sure you have and will continue to make a difference in more than one person's life but uh, Kim best of luck so you're leaving on the 4th of October is it yes so that's about a week's time a week we have a week Wow. Okay. So any preparation still left to go or is everything on track and everything's good to go? Almost on track. I think it's just waiting for things to come in and then packing them down and then off we go. <laughs> and how many bags are you taking? I said Paul Lauren has to just take one bag. How many bags are you taking? Yeah, I feel Lauren's pain. I think it's the Commonwealth thing. Um, I, at the moment, I think it's uh, 30 kilos. Yeah, so it's about one bag, honestly, um, for three weeks. It would be fine if it wasn't a pageant, but yeah. uh, we might need to up that somehow and find a way to get uh, all my clothes because I have I have quite a few, just, just a few. 
How many outfits do you have? I think from memory, Lauren had like 41 or something. Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, 41, yeah, almost, if not more. <laughs> In one suitcase. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the trouble that we're having. That's the trouble that we're having. You can't really fit 41 items of clothing and toiletries in 30 kilos. It's uh, almost impossible. And uh, some of my stuff is quite heavy too because one dress can weigh like 10 kilos. So. Of course. Well, I don't envy whoever has to pack your bag. They're going to have a really, really difficult job in front of them. I do. I do. <laughs> Well, good luck. Good luck with the pageant, but also good luck getting there and getting your bag together. Um, thank you. And I'm going to keep you on the line for just a sec. I'm going to thank everyone for watching and we'll thank speak to you again soon. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get details of our new episodes as they drop and connect with us on social at The Pageant Project. Speak to you next. Thank you.